Hello friends, welcome back to the Graceful Mom Life podcast. Today's episode, I will be going over our template and answering the questions based on the template and then ongoing, you guys can know what to expect episode to episode. All right, the very first question that I will be asking and answering and you guys can also respond um, whenever you get a chance. Uh, you can also always tell me what your answers to these questions are the first question is what i'm struggling with so i'm sure we all have something that we're trying to work through or work out and for us for me this week it's uh, trying to figure out a way to help my son adjust to a preschool or daycare environment i have read so much about different solutions and different things that have worked for different people But the thing is, my son just doesn't seem to want to leave the house. And uh, this is confounding for me, mainly because before COVID started last year, um, when the shutdown started in March, mid-March, he had adapted completely to daycare and he had been really happy. And uh, since he was like, a young infant he had completely adapted but then when everything happened he's been home for such a long time and I understand it's majority of his life he's just been home and he's so happy at home we've been doing Montessori at home activities he's having leaps and bounds and getting a lot of gains but I think this has made him really wary of strangers and I know it's also really like generally obviously for his age it's expected so it's not like a surprise but it's just a bit odd because um, after trying daycare for a month he still had such struggles like just adapting and trying to run out of the class and um, we are trying to figure out different options including like even at home we have him on a schedule similar to daycare to like preschool And so I think that that's been our struggle at this point. Uh, I'll update you on on any progress we make. And uh, thankfully, I think what we're looking at is, obviously we understand how stressful it is for the teacher who has to handle, you know, a long-term situation of separation anxiety because usually they have maybe like eight other kids in the class and I can't imagine how exhausting it would be for the for the teacher and I just appreciate the patience that they've accorded us. Um, on the other hand, also with everything that's happening, it will be challenging for them to communicate. So you can just go into class and uh, whenever you're picking your kid up and, and kind of get an idea of what his day was like, because these days you just drop your kid off at just a main entrance. They take temperatures and make sure everything is all good. You get your hand sanitized and the kid is taken to the class. Like you don't actually see the teacher. So I think that's also challenging because it breaks down communication. The easiest way to communicate is maybe calling back like in the course of the day or they call us if anything happens that's like oh wow it's nap time and he's crying and nobody can go to sleep. Like that's how we find out how his day is going. So I think that's a challenge. So we think we might look for a place where maybe there's less kids and also that gives the teacher a bit more leeway to sort of work with us and of course we'll probably think of like a much shorter day but 
uh, it's turning out we've gotten a lot of good helpful feedback that he's just adjusting to like he doesn't like transition so he can adjust one environment and one activity and he can handle that he's at least not unhappy he'll be interested in food because for a while he wasn't eating he wasn't engaging at all but when he finds an activity he likes then the hard part now is transitioning so maybe we can put him in there during a time that there's no transition like a short period of time and then take him out before nap time and then over time we will definitely like taper it into like a full time schedule so that's been our struggle for sure um, and we are still working on it. <laughs> We've got a few ideas. And if you have any ideas that have worked for you, if your kid has suffered from significant separation anxiety from being home, I'd love to hear it and any solutions you might have come up with. I know maybe some of you are more creative than me. And um, the next question is what I'm acing, essentially what I think I'm doing a great job at. I think I'm doing an amazing job, if I can say so myself at being a lot more expressive so I think I used to be extremely like in my head about things so um, based on how things make me feel I express it to people around me I ask for help like that is not my default setting so I'm uh, finding it a lot more helpful actually like getting people's inputs getting like sharing being expressive um, to people I trust about particular issues or even just happy situations so I think that with that I'm also thinking another thing I'm acing is managing my time better and getting a lot more done because I know before um my son came along I'm just realizing how much more time I had and with everything that's happening in this of late I've discovered that I've gotten so much more resourceful with my time and little bits of time here and there if he takes a nap I'll maybe I'll take a walk I'll get a workout in I'll like find ways to cram some useful stuff into my day maybe get a little bit of work done even right now is at his nap time so i'm recording a podcast i've also recorded like a short video for my youtube channel and uh if i get a little bit more chance i'm gonna find time to edit some of that and if we do maybe like a trip somewhere i find a way to incorporate that into a vlog so i'm finding myself really getting much more creative with being resourceful with my time and uh yeah i'm happy about that um so another thing that uh, the next question is what I am reading and I think this coincides with what I think I'm doing a great job at is I used to love reading since I was a little girl since I can remember I used to love it so much but I went and did my like grad school I mean undergrad master's PhD and I think that just kind of took away my kind of uh, obsession with reading just because when you're constantly reading textbooks it's hard to remember that you can also read for leisure and that kind of made it a bit more tedious for me to pick up a book and just focus and read but of late because of uh, being able to plug in headphones and listen to books and not feel like oh yeah I need to do this I need to do that like if my son is sleeping and I'm out on a walk I find myself listening to books and so 
I'm happy about that too. As something I think I'm doing a great job at. But of late, I've really been into murder mysteries, particularly the type that are sort of cozy and have family relationships and a bit of romance, or like a setup where they talk about food, like in a restaurant. So I've been reading a lot of those. But uh, the most recent one that I have read is called The Mother-in-Law by Lisa Hepsworth, I believe. And it's an incredible book. I actually reviewed it. It's the video I shot. I gave a short review of it um, in my on my YouTube channel. I'm going to edit it and put it up. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with being able to do that and having a bit of an escape. And I think what I got so much from that book, other than obviously enjoying the drama and the whodunit, is how the author develops everybody's motivation to potentially be a suspect and at the same time develops their humanity so well that you understand where they're coming from. Even the victim herself, you, you're rooting for everyone. So it's so interesting that we we're able to see that in a book and then that inspired me to also try to be like that in life like sometimes it's hard to see other people's perspectives these days because we can be so radicalized in our stand but I think that kind of inspired me to try and be a lot more understanding and open-minded to everyone's experience uh, and then as far as the quote of the week is a kids author, kind of classical kids author that I love and I've always really enjoyed the way they wrote. I find them so, I find him so refreshing and I know it's a kids book but I find it also so wise, not just kind of like little silly things, random words put together. Uh, it says... Just living is not enough, said the butterfly. One must have sunshine, freedom, and a little flower. Um, this is Hans Christian Andersen. And with that, thank you so much for dropping by. And I will see you in the next episode where I'll be answering the similar questions, the same questions. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you have any input, go to my YouTube channel. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below. So you can go to my YouTube channel and leave your comments and let me know what you think or what worked out for you in any of these questions that I talked about. And uh, I will see you there. Thank you so much.